Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. We hope you enjoy this week's message. So good. Well, I get to, I get to talk about parenting on purpose this morning. What better topic um, as we celebrate child dedication as a family, as we celebrate family um, today, right? Uh, so good. And I know that many of you aren't parents in the room. Uh, maybe you're a student or a young person and you're thinking, well, I can tune Brad out for the next, you know, little bit, a um, couple minutes. But um, before you tune me out, I just ask, um, you know, what better time than now to start learning about these things as a young person? I know I wish I had. Um, and I think even throughout um, this message, as we read God's word, there's always something that God has for us. Amen. So just invite you to, to remain open to that. Um, but parenting, right, it's, it's, it's a very important topic. It's an important topic that I think we need to talk about in the church. It's, it's something, you know, God it created society to be structured around healthy families. And so as we think about family and as we operate as families, we want to be intentional. We want to you know, we want to pay attention to how we function as families because God created society to kind of revolve around that. If, if you're a parent in the room, raise your hand. Any parents in the room? I know there's many. Maybe you're a parent of, of toddlers or tweens or teens, um, or maybe you're a parent of adults. Uh, but no matter what stage of parenting you're in, you can relate that it is not always a walk in the park, Right? Can you relate to that? It, it can be difficult to navigate the issues of parenting. I recognize that. And, and I know for, for myself, the same is true. Our oldest is nine, um, and our, our next is seven, and then we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And I, I recognize, right, there's so much um, to think about when we start to parent. I remember um, the, the, the day that we took our, our oldest daughter home, and I had just become a dad for the first time. Any, anyone remember that day? The day that you became a parent for the very first time, right? Just, just think back to that for a moment, right? You're, you know, maybe you're in the hospital and you have all this help with, with the nurses and all of that. They're helping you in this first day or two with your baby and you start to think like, oh yeah, maybe this parenting thing, like maybe, maybe this will work, you know? And then all of a sudden they kind of turn on you, right? And they're like, okay, so go ahead and uh, buckle her up and, and be on, yeah, all the best. Blessings, Right? Uh, maybe not blessings, but you know what I mean, right? They're like, hope you are okay. <laughs> they, they, they send you on your way, right? And so um, I remember so clearly um, that day and buckling her up and, and, and driving about 30 kilometers an hour down the highway and thinking how fast everyone else was going. Like, you're going to hurt my child. Be careful, right? And I remember thinking like, sheesh, how am I going to keep this little person alive, never mind healthy, Right? Never mind, you know, healthy emotionally and spiritually, right? It's a big task. It can be a daunting task. It's no, uh, it's no walk in the park, you know, with all of the things um, in life that we think about and, and we realize are around us, the, the negative influences in our culture, right? The, 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 the friends that our kids might have or, or the responsibility that we feel financially and morally and spiritually, right? There's, there can be a lot of pressure, you know, both on parents and on kids. And so I, I just want to acknowledge that, um, you know, it can be stressful. It can be overwhelming. 
But, but the first thing I want to remind us is just very simple, is to remember that despite how intense it can sometimes feel, and I know in, in the chaos of, of a young family, you know, at our, at our house, I need to remember this often. What an amazing calling from God. What an amazing calling from God. We have this amazing privilege of, of, of shaping lives for eternity. And this is such an amazing calling from God. Psalm 127, three to five puts it this way. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. Beautiful picture, right? How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. I love that, how it says children are a gift, right? Children are, are this gift from God, and, and like every other gift from God, we are called to steward this gift. We're called to steward their lives. We're called to shepherd them, right? And shepherd their hearts toward God. Isn't that an amazing privilege? What a blessing, what a privilege. It's a gift from the Lord. And you know, no matter how strong the influence from culture sometimes feels, Right, and we read books and we hear about this, right, and, and the threat that our culture is to our kids and we think about this and we might even feel fear, but I wanna tell you this morning, no matter how strong the pull of culture is, your influence as parents is still the single greatest influence in your child's life. Our kids are built with a desire to do what we do, say what we say, act like we act. Believe what we believe. And so we have this amazing influence. Our actions and our values and our beliefs are gonna more determine the, the, who, the direction our kids go and who they become than anything else. So we need to recognize that. Despite what we might hear about culture and all of that, sure, culture will, will take our place if we shrink back in our parenting responsibilities, but but at the heart of it, in the way that our kids are wired, I really believe they're built to wanna to do what we do and learn from us. They want us to be their hero, right? We remember that as kids. Our parents were our heroes. And our kids are, are, are built that way. And so um, I, I think it's such an amazing God-given influence. I will say it is a little bit sobering though too, right? When we realize that they're watching every move we make. And, and you've probably... You've probably had this happen before too, right? You, you, you have this moment like, oh boy, um, they, they just, they, they're learning, they're, they're watching, they're, they're taking in everything that we do. Just a little while ago, we were driving in the car with the kids in the back and I had just turned a corner and all of a sudden my oldest pipes up, daddy, wasn't that a stop sign just back there? And I was thinking, oh boy, uh, what do I say in that moment? Do I start to explain how stop signs are just more of a suggestion? Then, uh, but no, right? You don't say that. You don't say that, right? They, but they're watching, right? They're, they're watching our moves. They're watching our integrity. They're watching our lives. And that's such an important thing for us to realize. They're like sponges and they're, they're taking it all in. And this is a God-given influence that we have. And so we want to maximize it, right? We want to maximize this God-given influence. And I think the way that we do that is by parenting on purpose. 
parenting on purpose, and by that I simply mean intentionally raising our kids in the ways of God. Underline that word intentionally raising our kids in the ways of God. You know, we all want our kids to thrive and succeed and, and be God followers and, and love Jesus, right? We, we want that. We all want that, but how many know that it, when, when, when we don't have a plan, when we don't have an intentional plan to, to, to get there and to parent and to lead in that way and when life gets busy and life gets stressful, it's so easy to slip into quick fix parenting. You know what I mean, right? Quick fix parenting where um, we're, we're focusing more on the surface problems, on the, on the immediate issues that we see, maybe correcting only the behaviors of our kids when there's actually deeper issues that are causing these behaviors, right? And I really believe that if we wanna um, address these, these deeper issues and deal with these deeper issues, we need to intentionally look at the Bible, look at the word of God, and, and, and let those values shape our parenting. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about, you know, what values do I want my kids to embrace? Have you thought about that, right? It's so important, you know, to, to think about that, to be intentional, to take steps toward living that out. We, we make a plan and then we make steps. We take steps to live that out. Maybe we even write it down, right? Maybe we even... Um, you know, make a commitment for how we're gonna live this out so that it's not just quick fix parenting. It's not just dealing with behaviors that are on the surface. It's not just reactionary parenting where we, we let the world and, and culture and, and life and busyness and stress just hit us and we're just reacting, right? We wanna be intentional. It won't happen on its own. Godly parenting won't happen on its own. So we wanna... Um, just apply God's values to our parenting and set them in, in place for our homes. I wanna talk about just a few of the biblical values that we wanna apply to our parenting. And there's so many, right? But we only have time for a few. First of all, apply the value of sacrificial love. Apply the value of sacrificial love. John uh, 4, 1 John 4 verse 10 if you look at it, it, it shows us what love is by looking at the love that God showed us. It says, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So God reveals his amazing love in his sacrifice, right? He sent his son Jesus to die in our place on the cross that we deserved. Right, that should have been me on that cross. But Jesus took our place, and so what an amazing sacrifice from the Father to, to send his son, right? We see his sacrifice, and we also see his commitment. When, when we look at the covenant that, that God made, right, this agreement that he would never leave us, that we would always be his people, he would always be our God. This new covenant we see in Luke 22, verse 20, after supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. You see how God's love is so obvious in his sacrifice and his commitment. He sacrificed his son and he committed to be our God, our father forever. 
And this is the kind of love that we want to model, that we want to um, let shape our parenting as well. This self-sacrificial love, this committed kind of love. You know, our kids, um, how many of you know that parenting takes a lot of time? It takes a lot of time, right? It takes so much time. You know, um, some might ask, is it, is it quality time or is it quantity time? What's better? And my answer is both, right? That's a reality. Parenting takes a ton of time. You know, to pour into our kids, to do this, to, to shape their lives for eternity, this takes so much time. And that means that it requires sacrifice from us. That means that it's going to require us to probably in a season of parenting lay down some things that we would normally do for ourselves and pour into our kids, be willing to attend their events and coach their, their sports teams and, 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 and just pour and invest, right? But isn't it amazing how this self-sacrificial love, this committed love, isn't it amazing how it shows to our kids God's love? How many know it's, it's our job to model God's love? As earthly parents, we want to model the love of our heavenly Father. And so as we, as we sacrifice for them, as we commit to them, we're portraying this love of God. We're showing them what it looks like. And I think it's powerful because when we understand God's love this way, and when we live that out, when we model it, first of all, it changes our hearts, Right? It roots out the selfishness in our hearts, and that's an amazing thing. We, we've, you know, there's few things that build our character and make us more selfless than getting married and having kids, right? And that's an amazing thing that, that God wants to happen in that season, right? But, but isn't it amazing how modeling that to our kids in the way that we commit and sacrifice for them, in the way that we commit and sacrifice for our spouse, in the way we commit and sacrifice for others, maybe the church, this is such an amazing testimony and an example of God's love. It's so important. So you see how this is, um, it, it, it roots out selfishness, right? And that's a foundation for discipleship. As we, as, we, as we shepherd them toward this selflessness, it disciples them. In, in, in the foundational truth that we're to be God-centered and not self-centered, right? So you see how this is a, a biblical value that we want to shape our parenting. We want to apply this to our parenting. And if I can challenge you as I go through just three examples, this being one, I, I want to challenge you as, as I go to think about what, what are you going to do? How are you going to take steps to apply this to your parenting? And even as you go home, I, I challenge you to, to write something down. How are you going to take steps and make this a reality in your family? Another biblical value to apply to our parenting is um, words of affirmation and encouragement. Ephesians 4 verse 29, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. This is such an amazing principle for every relationship in, in our life. But isn't it so powerful in, in the context of family as well? Like if we would apply this, this value of building others with our words, if we would apply that to our parenting, what would that look like? 
Because our, our kids really crave affirmation and encouragement from us, from us. They, 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 they crave life-giving words that build them up. You know, they're, they're gonna hear a lot of voices in their life. They're gonna have a lot of people speaking into their life. But I wanna remind us, our voice as parents is the loudest. So how important to realize that our words are powerful. They're, they're like water on our, on our kids, on the soil of our kids' heart. So why would we not just shower them with, with encouragement and affirmation? It's so important, right, to build our kids with our words. And I, I, I'm talking about, yes, encourage them. Hey, good job, son, good job, daughter. But it's more than that too, isn't it? We want to speak into who they are, not just what they do, right? Not just their actions, but who they are, their character, their identity in Christ. We want to speak, affirm, and encourage into that part of them as well. If, if the only time that we ever encourage them and affirm them is in what they do, and it's only based on their actions, only based on their performance, then we know they're going to become performance-oriented, Right? And it's going to shape their view of God because as parents, we, we shape their view of their earthly father as well. And so it's going to shape their view. They're going to see God as a performance-oriented God who looks for their, their actions and their performance more than their character. So you see how this is a value we want to apply to our parenting. We want to cultivate emotionally strong hearts in our kids just by building into them with our words. It's, it's kind of simple. But I, th I think I forget. And we need to be reminded. And by the way, this is, this is for any age of parenting, right? Your kids could be long gone. And this is still so important. So what are the steps you're going to take to apply this value to your parenting? The third value is apply the value of, of grace and forgiveness. I want to read this scripture, Ephesians 1, verse 4 to 8. And by the way, this is not just a parenting scripture. This, this, I believe, can minister to all of us this morning. So just let God speak to you through this today. It says in verse 4, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he's poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He's showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. This is the gospel. Isn't it awesome? God's love, God's grace, his, his grace and forgiveness, isn't it kind of shocking? Like think about it again. I know if we've grown up in church, we've heard this how many hundreds of thousands of times, but think about his grace and his forgiveness in this moment right now. Isn't it kind of shocking despite all of our shortcomings, our brokenness, our sin. He has grace and he has forgiveness when we turn to him. That's so powerful. 
to know that we are accepted into the family of God and it gave him pleasure. We, he takes pleasure in us, his kids. Not only that, he continues to empower us with wisdom and understanding like it says in verse eight. Isn't that amazing? We, we were loved by a father who gives grace and forgiveness and empowerment. Isn't it powerful when we apply this to our parenting? And we, we, we cultivate a culture in our homes of grace and forgiveness and empowerment, right? We understand that our kids are part of, of the plan and the purpose that God has for our family. So no matter what they do or, or how short they've fallen or the mistakes they've made, we, we, have a, we, have, we have a culture of grace. We have a culture of forgiveness. We have a culture of empowerment because we know they're part of the plan God has for our family. Isn't that, isn't that such an amazing value to apply to our parenting? And I wanna ask you again, what are you gonna do? The steps, what are the steps you're gonna take to apply this to your parenting and set this as a value in your home? And you know, I, I know that this is just a few, of, of, a few examples of, of values that we wanna instill and let shape our parenting, but you, you, you see it, right? Intentionally allowing the word of God to shape our parenting is so, so powerful, so needed, right? So we wanna remember that, and I wanna encourage you in this. You know, we've, given this we've been given this amazing opportunity to shepherd our kids' hearts toward the Lord. So let's do it, and let's be led by God. I wanna, I wanna close with this, this last thought and um, I, wanna, I wanna speak to, I guess, specifically, I think it's for everyone, but I think it's specifically for people that feel overwhelmed, feel stressed out, and feel a bit stuck right now. And this could be in parenting or this could be in any part of life. And, and I, just as I was preparing for this sermon this week, I was studying and having some devos and I was, I was studying Psalm 121 and God just ministered to my heart. This, this simple promise that he is always with us. And it was just so powerful. I felt him just impress this, this on my heart to share this passage this morning. So we're gonna read it together and I want to just ask you to allow God to minister to your heart through this psalm. Psalm 121, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Think about that. Almighty God who breathed heaven and earth into existence, he is our help. He's able just let God remind you of that this morning, that he is so able to help you with any need that you have. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. Isn't that powerful? Yahweh himself watches over us. So good. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. 
What a picture, right? The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. He watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. Whatever you're facing, he's with you. Just stand on that promise today. Whatever you're facing, he's with you. You can turn to him for help. Just know that Yahweh himself watches over you. Amen? Stand with me as I close in prayer. Father, we just recognize that we are so helpless and so hopeless without you. God, without your wisdom, without your empowerment, we, we can't do life, we can't parent. We need you, God. We need you. I just invite you this morning, just give you an opportunity to, to respond to this message and, and just say, God, I need you. God, I need you. I submit to you, I surrender to you. If I've been trying to do it on my own, God, I'm sorry, I, I, I submit back to you. Give me your wisdom, give me your empowerment. I need you to guide me. Thank you that you are our help. Father, that we can turn to you. Beautiful Yahweh. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.